Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Burkhart, columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirited Adventures of a Real Bartender. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, community manager for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So we're here today to talk to Jerry Horn, owner of Tiburon Wine, about tasting wine, but not tasting it in the in the uh, in the abstract, but tasting it for free. So I'm sure you have a, a million stories along that. Line. Well, I, I think we have to start from start on that. The, the, the idea of free tasting was propagated by the wineries uh, 50 years ago in the Napa Valley when they wanted to court customers, and they would give product away in anticipation of possibly you'd like it enough to buy it. Right. So there was barely a winery in Napa Valley that wasn't giving away tastings. And that was the business model for years and years and years until the vintners in Napa Valley realized, A, they're occupying very expensive real estate, and B, they're selling fairly expensive wine, and there's no reason to give it away because people will end up paying for it. Right. Well, the irony of that, too, is it's actually, uh, there's a, a code in, uh, in the ABC law that says that it's illegal if you're an operator of a bar to give away drinks that's exactly to right. encourage business. That's exactly that's, right. That's specifically prohibited. But oh. like you said, that was the winery business model for 30 and years. And wineries are, are excluded from that. Right. They are allowed to give product away. Right. But Not that they do it anymore, but they are allowed. Right. Well, what if somebody comes up to you in a bar and says, can I have a taste of that wine? Uh, well, again, that that's to, it's it's trying to facilitate a, a sale. Now, the thing, the, what what that law is designed about is, hey, I'm going to take off and go down the street. Oh no, I'll buy you a beer if you stick around. So that's the kind of thing okay. that they're trying to prevent. It's just like you can't employ uh, uh, specifically women, ironically, when, uh, to sit people, around and solicit drinks. When people ask for a taste of something, you're giving them a negligible amount, a negligible right. amount, not enough to get even wet their whistle, just enough for them to get an idea of what this product is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not giving much away, and it is in in an effort to sell something. Right. And uh, I have no problem. Giving stuff away if you look like you're going to buy something. Right. But so many people approach me and say, you know, we'd like a free wine taste. It's right. like, no, that's not what we're doing right. here. We're actually trying to sell stuff. So all you got to do is look like you're ready to buy. Right. And it's amazing how fast that glass it, comes out and we start pouring stuff. It's to facilitate a sale. Now, I had a situation where I had a couple that was trying to decide between two red wines. Tasted them on a couple of different wines. And then the couple sitting next to him goes, well, we'd like to try the wine. And I had to say, well, are, are you going to buy, buy some of the wine? Something, right? Right? No, so we just want to no, try. We just yeah. want to try. No, right. that's yeah. not that's, how, that's it, not how works. it works. And then the, the caveat, and, and I wrestle with this all the time, is the hard liquor taste. Mm-hmm. We don't give hard liquor tastes, right? Maybe on a rare occasion, but any measurable amount of hard liquor in a glass has, a, has a, quite a bit of value, mm-hmm. right? Think of a, if it's a $50 shot of cognac. Right. If I put anything you could see in that glass, you're talking about ten, fifteen dollars with a with a product, right. and that's not what we're there to do. We're not there to give stuff away. We're there. It's a business. It's a business, right? Yes. right? But people work that angle all the time, and and yet there is that aspect of of our our business where we are there to educate people, right? And if we feel that this is on the way to. to Building a better consumer. Right. And this consumer, as a result of having been built to be a better consumer, is going to consume better 
at their expense on our watch. Right. We'll do it. Right. We really will yes. do it. it it's it, uh, but you got to look like you got to look alive. Right. Well, we're judicious, right? I mean, you, you have to look at the person and figure out what's going on there, right? It's just like they, this drink isn't strong enough. I get all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want a stronger drink, you could you double know, order a right? double. Order right. a double. Now yeah. we're talking about and my, what that I always get with that is well, not quite a double. Oh, so how much free stuff can I get? Mm-hmm. And that, that becomes the defining characteristic, right? Is it, a, is it a $2 taste or a $1 taste, right? And there's those machines now that you see in, in some of the, the casinos and that sort of thing where you actually get a card mm-hmm. and for a taste. A SIM card. Right. Yeah. And the taste actually costs you, right? It's a quarter ounce and you get, you know, or, or I think it's an ounce. And it, there's, a, there's a fee involved. And, you know, I, I think in our industry, like you said, it's about building relationships and building better customers and educating people. And uh, so you don't want to drive people away in that regard, but you also don't want people taking advantage of it. You take it on a case-by-case basis. Right. And usually you can gauge it pretty quickly. Right. Well, I get, you know, beer tastes is one of the things. Just buy a, a, a 10-ounce beer. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. If you don't like it, don't buy it again. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. When you go to the supermarket, you don't get to say, hey, can I just try that? Mm-hmm. No, you buy it, right. you take it home, and if you don't like it, you don't buy it again. That's, that's, all the, that's well, how You and I have talked about it in the past, like one of our big pet peeves are those people who order a, a half a glass yes. wine. Yes, You know, it's not like you go and order a steak, I'll just have half the steak. Right. You know, no, right. you, you commit to it. And if, right. you know, if you don't drink the full glass, then, you know. That's why wines by the glass are there. Yeah. Right? So you can sample the wine without having to buy the whole bottle. That's yeah. the point. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's like sending a, a, a bottle of wine back. It, the only legitimate reason to send a wine back, theoretically, is if the wine is spoiled right. or corked or bad or something. Just because you don't like it right. is not really a reason to send it back. In some places I've worked where they would not take it back and, under those circumstances. Well, that's, that's but that's a, that's a slippery slope. You're asking for trouble. Yes. You know, it doesn't cost you that much to, to, to be of service and say, you're right, you don't like it. Right. We'll find you something that you do like. Right. Uh, it just it's very very dangerous to say we're not covering that right by the way the door's right there right. don't let it well that's essentially what you're saying on the way out yes. yeah. mm-hmm. well I had a guy who used to order uh, the biggest butteriest oakiest Chardonnay and he would send every other bottle back because it wasn't spot on as he would say well you have your marching orders there. well and eventually we told him you can't do that anymore you know you're, you're tr- he was trying to impress his dates with his, his knowledge of this product but he was just doing it as a as a, a gimmick Right, because mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with the wine, yeah. right, and it became a, a problem to where we had to say, you, can, you know, we can't throw it at, throw away a fifty dollar bottle of wine every other time just because you want some young lady to think you're all that, right? So there yeah, again, it's back to being judicious in, in your observations and knowing what you're doing and trying to build a good customer or while, getting rid of a bad while one. eliminating the ones that aren't going to pan. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, this real estate is much more valuable than you'll you'll be able to provide to us. Yes. So right. Can you please move aside and we'll seat somebody here that will do some damage. Right. I mean, I was telling you a, a, a story about a, a guy who actually walked up to a table and said, I'll give you 50 bucks to leave. And the people took the 50 bucks and left. Who can blame them? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to admire that guy's thing because, because, I mean, he wasn't part of our restaurant. He was just another customer, but he got sick of waiting. And he had the ability to do that. And sometimes, you know, in the restaurant business, you wish you could do that. Yeah. Right? You, you do something like that to the wrong person, you're going to get slapped yes. or 86 from the premises because yes. somebody's going to take giant umbrage over what you just oh, tried yeah. to do. 
Uh, I've, I've looked at your situation so many times thinking there's somebody that's been there for way too long is providing absolutely nothing for the right. fact that they're there and there are three people behind them that are ready to throw hundreds of dollars at the poor bartender. Yep. The poor bartender can't necessarily ask the people that are taking up the space to leave. He can't. Not necessarily. You can't. It's you, not it, Starbucks. It, it never ends well. Yeah. It never, ever ends well in that situation. Because first of all, those people who do that sort of things are conscious that that's what they're doing. Yeah. And so they're angling yeah. for a fight. And that's always the problem. And, uh, you know, I had a, a, a guy once uh, uh, was a bartender and he, he went and asked two people to leave who had been there for a while. And they'd spent, they'd spent some money, but they'd been there for a long time. It did not go well. Mm-hmm. First of all, they didn't leave. Right, and so now we had this continuing fight going on in the middle of service. Manager over there, big, big to do, and and again, they didn't leave. So nothing was solved by doing that. Oh my! So that was that was an unfortunate thing. You can't drop the check loud enough. You can't push it closer to them. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I mean, you know what this means? It means yeah, we're well, done. Yes. Well, you know that's check keep away is what I always call that game. Do you have people abuse the uh, Wi-Fi setup? Uh, well, establishments? yes. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, and I was in Europe last year, and I noticed a lot of the bars didn't have stools, so mm-hmm. you have to stand up, and you can only stand for so long in a bar, and you know, and, and it's really awkward to stand holding your computer. Yes. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that goes to the Wi-Fi. If, yeah. if you can't do something that's not specific to the business that we're doing, right. then you know, it's a courtesy. That maybe shouldn't be extended. And that's something I, I you know, it, it's a, a relatively new idea to me. Is that, hmm, maybe Wi-Fi is not such a great idea at the bar, right? Um, you can uh, get a phone call, but you can't be on your computer right. doing whatever you're doing because you're obviously not spending any money. I think for your business, at least the business model that you're working within, it's not necessary. There are certain businesses that will take you pulse and all, right. including your computer, because you're there and nobody else is, so you may as well get that person. Well, you told me a story about that coffee shop that took out the couches to make it less comfortable for people to just hang around all day. Right, right? Replace, replace comfortable banquets and low tables with high boy tables and hard stools. Right, and it's not that people aren't welcome. Drink it's up just your $5 that, coffee and get out. Well, well, and also, four hours at a bar is more than plenty. Nothing good is going to come out of four right. hours at a bar. Absolutely. It just isn't. I've had right. people come in at the beginning of my shift and leave at the end of my shift. Oh. And that's not a good day for anybody. Right. Right. Love but, you, Joe, but... Yeah. How, how can I miss you when you won't yeah, go yeah, away? Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Please join us next time when we welcome back Peter Schumacher of Playa Bungalow 44 on Buckeye Roadhouse for a discussion on the changing of the guard at the San Francisco Chronicle with the new food critic Soleil Ho. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. I